more you educate yourself, the better the chances you'll avoid things going wrong on your real estate investments. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Our best ever sponsor, XS Media Inc., creates premier websites, logos, and branding. Every real estate professional needs the right public image to represent their brand. Whether it's a website, logo, or other marketing materials, your online brand needs to be consistent. It is your virtual handshake and first impression. A successful web presence has proven to increase sales and brand awareness. And today, we've got an exclusive offer for you. To the first 10 best ever listeners who mention this ad, you'll receive a free 30-minute consultation. Visit xsmediainc.com today and tell them Joe sent you. That's X as in xylophone, S as in Sam, mediainc.com. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Leonard Barron. Hi, Leonard. How you doing, Joe? Thanks for giving me a call. Yeah, doing well, and thanks for joining us. Leonard is joining us from sunny San Diego, California. He is an investor, a past lecturer at San Diego State University, and continually teaches ongoing education to realtors. He has a nationally syndicated real estate blog at zillow.com and is featured in newspapers all around the country you can also say hi to him at professorbaron.com and he will trash talk like nobody's business at ping pong apparently and he is an okay ping pong player which makes it even more interesting plus he loves to run on the side so with that being said leonard can you give the best serve listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now sure sure uh, I'm a you know tried and true long-term real estate investor, just single-family homes and related. I studied finance and accounting in Virginia when I was growing up. I, I'm a CPA, worked at Deloitte & Touche and Freddie Mac for years. Never was the best employee in the world, always doing my own real estate on the side. I've worked for real estate developers, consultants. I buy and hold and manage my own uh, single unit properties. And uh, I love kicking the tires of a good piece of dirt. I love teaching about real estate. I teach thousands of realtors. Uh, I taught at San Diego State. I teach some private classes in the real estate clubs. And uh, I've learned many a hard and expensive lesson on real estate. And my hope is that what I teach will allow people to learn those lessons without the expense of those lessons that many people, including myself in the past, have experienced. So it sounds like you have the perfect blend from a natural background standpoint as a CPA, but then also applying that experience as a real estate investor. What you mentioned some of the you know the, the mistakes that or the things that people should look out for. Before we get into your best advice ever, what are some of the things investors should look out for that you've come across? You know, you've got to look out you on the due diligence guy. And you've got to learn and understand what to do. Um, buying real estate is complicated. It's time consuming. It's expensive. It's stressful. And too many people think, I'll just go buy some real estate. It'll go up in value and I'll get wealthy. And you really need to learn the different tasks, the procedures, what to look at, 
what to do, what to analyze, so you can make better decisions. And the more you educate yourself, the better the chances you'll avoid things going wrong on your real estate investments. So let's get very specific on that. What specifically should investors look at during the due diligence stage? Sure. And I have, keep in mind, I've taught for many years and I do this stuff. So I use my checklists that I put together. And, you know, there's many things an investor needs to do. The the main ones, as a buyer, you need to pencil out your real estate deal. And, of course, you know how to do that and experienced people know how to do that. But most early first-time investors have no idea how to pencil out a real estate deal, put their pen to paper. In addition to that, you've got to, you know, go through and understand the purchase contract. You've got to actually read these things. You've got to read the disclosures that come along with purchasing real estate. Too many people, you know, a real estate purchase has, these days, has 500 pages of documents that go along with it. When my father bought his property, first property in 1969, the entire contract, everything was like 10 pages. Now it's 500. And you've got to read all this stuff as a buyer. There are clues in there uh, that you need to know in case you need to avoid buying a property. You've also got to make sure that you get bids on mortgage financing, that you go through, you take the time to make sure you're getting a fair deal. Other things, if there's a homeowners association, you've got to look at the homeowners association documents. That's a really time-consuming task. It's extremely challenging to do, and very few people even know to consider to do that. But there's landmines within every common interest development. You need to know what they are. You also need to look at your title insurance policy, your schedule of exclusions, You need to make sure you procure the proper type and amount of insurance for the property. And of course, you need to do a good home inspection or a building inspection. You need to go to the inspection. You got to pick the inspector's brain. You know, all these things that come along with buying real estate. Many people don't do that many of them. And each one that you fail to do increases the chances something will go wrong with your real estate purchase. And I actually have a whole checklist that goes along with that that you can just pick up on my website if you want. It's uh, 20 pages long, which sounds, you know, extensive, but considering the nature and the magnitude, you're buying the most expensive thing you're ever going to buy in your life. That's, you know, a small task to do that you should do to protect yourself. And mostly, the more you protect yourself, the more hard work you do, the better chances you're going to have a nice retirement. That's what it really comes down to. With each of those items, we could have a conversation that's about an hour long from title insurance to insurance to building inspections to you know getting bids for financing. Let's just pick one of them and let's go with the first one, how to pencil a deal. Because I think that would be helpful for not only beginning investors, but then also, heck, I've bought single family homes before and I'm curious how you pencil deals and what you look for. So how do you underwrite a deal when you're looking at a property to acquire? Sure. Well, of course, you find the price, you know, online or from your broker. Then, you know, the starting point, penciling out a deal is not complicated to do, but the numbers are only as good as what you put in. Garbage in, garbage out. So first, you've got to determine what's a fair market rent on the property once you close on the property. And of course, if it's not in good shape, you've got to budget how much, you know, you're going to spend to get that property rental ready. Normally, people estimate X dollars and X months, and it comes out being three times as much and taking, you know, five times as long. 
But once you've got a good feel for what's the price of the property plus costs and getting it in good shape, you know approximately what you're going to put down to buy the property. Now, the important thing in pencing out a deal is not how much the property costs. It's how much cash equity, which is all the costs involved, net of your mortgage, how much money are you taking out of your bank account to invest in this property? Because if you're going to take money out of a bank account or a mutual fund or a bond fund that you're earning a rate of return on, you want to make sure you're going to earn a decent rate of return on your real estate too. So you would figure out what the rents are, go to Rentometer, Zillow, uh, Craigslist, figure out what the rents are, take out some vacancy percentage. Vacancies are hard to find, good information, but the most important thing on vacancy is how good a job you do managing the property. So I'd estimate, you know, at least 5%. So take the rent, take out the vacancy, then you're going to take out all the other expenses that are related to it. HOA fees, insurance, property taxes, tree maintenance, utilities, all those expenses that you want to conservatively estimate, okay? Because again, we always overestimate the rent we're going to get and underestimate the expenses on real estate, especially when we're a newer investor. So you want to take out all those expenses and you'll get a net amount like your net operating income, and then you want to take out your mortgage payment to figure out how much money is left over on a monthly basis, okay? And many properties are negative on a monthly basis. They're usually the fancy properties in the expensive cities like San Diego or San Francisco or New York. And I would caution people about buying properties that are negative cash flow. You've got to buy the properties that are positive cash flow, and you take the amount of cash flow that you get on a monthly basis that's conservatively estimated, and you multiply that by 12 so you have an annual cash flow. Let's say you get $500 a month positive cash flow or $6,000 per year. And if you invested $100,000 of equity, you would take that 6000 you would divide it by the 100000 and you'd get a 6% cash on cash return. And that's what you can compare to, well, if I'm going to get a 6% cash on cash on my investment property, but I was only earning 4% in a bond fund where my money was invested, that would maybe make a good choice for you. Hey, I'm going to buy this real estate. Okay. Of course, there's different risk characteristics between bonds and real estate, and you got to think about that too. But in my opinion, you got to figure out what's the cash on cash return that I'm getting. And as long as it's, you know, three, four, five, six percent, you're probably going to be in good shape because you always have, you also have tax benefits, potentially mortgage pay down and appreciation and value. But I consider all those the icing on the cake. Let's go for cash flow first. Skip the negative cash flow. Skip the really low cash flow. Go for the nice, boring properties with decent cash flow and also skip the super high cash flow deals because they never seem to come true. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best investing advice is that people have to approach real estate investing as a very complicated asset with some great long-term prospects for wealth generation, but very few short-term get-rich-quick prospects. And the more you educate yourself, the better the chance you're going to have a nice retirement. And it is a time-consuming process. It's a, 
you know, multi-year process for real estate investing. But if you think you want to do it and you have the temperament for it, then start buying properties. Try to buy one property every few years, single family homes or condos or townhomes or, you know, over time, maybe bigger buildings. But try to buy one property every few years. And if you can retire with five or seven properties that are paid off, you're far, far ahead of the rest. And you'll probably have a pretty nice retirement. You'll feel some pain along the way from your investments, but you'll probably have a pretty nice retirement. You ready for the best ever lightning round? We can give it a shot. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Our best ever sponsor, XS Media Inc., creates premier websites, logos, and branding. Whether it's a website, logo, or other marketing materials, your online brand needs to be consistent. To the first 10 best ever listeners who mention this ad, you'll receive a free 30-minute consultation. Visit xsmediainc.com today and tell them Joe sent you. That's X is in xylophone, S is in Sam, mediainc.com. Best ever book you've read? Uh, I like a book from a local San Diego author called Three Steps to Wealth and Financial Security by Gary Letourneau. It's basically discussing me, even though he didn't write it to have anything about me. Live modestly, live you know a good life, but don't go extravagant, and hopefully that'll be the key to wealth and happiness. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it? Uh, the best experience that I've had was a property deal that I got taken advantage of on many years ago when I was younger. I found a great property to buy. I pulled in an investor to do it and he dragged me along the whole way, letting me know how he was on my side and going to help me. And at the end of the day, it was a very complicated process and when all was dead, said and done, I did a ton of work and ended up with absolutely zero uh, because I wasn't smart enough to protect myself on the deal. So after that, I learned, hey, I've got to make sure if I'm going to spend all this work and time doing it, that I'm protected along the way. And uh, we always get burned on some stuff, but that one was a painful one, but a very good growth experience to teach me to make sure that you're getting concrete agreement with whoever you're working with so that you get the fruits of your labor. Best ever success habit you practice? The best ever success habit that I practice, for the best ever listeners, I'll tell you is this, is avoiding get-rich-quick schemes. I hear all the time people, not necessarily just about real estate, but put money into this, buy that, this stock, this is a great deal. The reality is that earning wealth over time is time-consuming and prudent behavior, in my opinion, is, a, is the best way to go. Avoid those things that sound so good and so easy because rarely do they come true. Best ever deal you've done? The best ever deal I've done, I have to say, is admitting to myself on some of the properties that I bought that they weren't good deals and making the decision to sell them and going through and selling them because we buy properties and we think things are gonna go well, but when they don't, we need to be able to admit to ourselves, hey, this isn't working out, and be able to move forward with unloading those properties. So some of the best deals that I've done is unloading losers, and, uh, and it's tough to do, and it's stressful and time-consuming, and you lose money, but that's really the best deals that I've ever done. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? Um, the best ever project that I'm most excited about, um, not necessarily a project, but just a thing going on, 
Uh, I'm excited that the economy is hopefully starting to do better. This is going to give a great opportunity for real estate investors. You know, as the economy improves, hopefully uh, more construction will go on, more housing purchasing will go on. So it should be a really good opportunity for investors going forward as the economy starts to improve, especially new investors who, who don't want to take significant risks and they want more stable opportunities. Uh, that's probably going to be a really good thing. And uh, low interest rates, of course, are, are a big thing that I'm excited about now, too. As you can imagine, everybody is. Best ever quote. My best ever quote is simple. If it sounds too good to be true in real estate, it always ends up having been too good to be true in real estate. I say that all the time to people, which goes right along with the skip the get rich quick schemes. If it sounds too good to be true, it always ends up having been too good to be true. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? The biggest mistake I've made was buying fancy properties. So I live here in San Diego. There's properties near the beach, you know, 10, 12 years ago. I thought, wow, I'll buy property at the beach. It's a beautiful property. Guess what? Cash flow on properties at the beach, negative, 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 negative. So you, if you don't pencil out your real estate deal, which at that point I didn't, didn't know how, you buy a property and after a few months you wonder, why am I writing a check out of my bank account for $800 a month to cover this property? So, you know, the big mistake, fancy prize properties. Thankfully, I've learned to avoid them. I've unloaded what I had and things are looking much better going forward with buying properties that pay for themselves and leave a little bit left over to use for other purposes. What's the best ever place to reach you? You can find me and contact me at my website, professorbaron.com. Or if you're in San Diego, give me a holler, and that's the best way to go to find me. Well, thank you so much for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners. And you know, one of the takeaways I got from this was you know, how you pencil, as you call it, pencil your, your deals, basically how, how do you underwrite the deal and make sure that it cash flows and the type of parameters that you look for. Stay away from negative cash flow stuff, as you mentioned. Another thing that I wrote down is, that you mentioned is you know, identifying different areas of buying the properties where they cash flow and then you know, identifying where the, what the fair market value is for rent on properties. Use rental meter, Zillow, Craigslist, take out the vacancy, take out all the expenses, see how much, as you said, the most important part is how much money you're putting into the thing because that's ultimately going to determine the type of return that you have over a period of time as you underwrite it. And, you know, overall, you know, what's the what's the process? As you said, you're a due diligence guy. So what's the process during due diligence and what do you look for? And what are all those things that might get overlooked? And the attention to detail that's so important when you're reviewing the contracts. So thank you so much for being on the show, sharing your advice, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks a lot, Joe. I greatly appreciate the opportunity. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes, so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.